0: Hey gang, Ross Brand here for Ross and Nez. Welcome to episode 21 of the live stream experience where we talk sports. Uh, we discuss the NCAA scandal, the FBI investigating some of the major college basketball programs. They've got hours and hours on tape of wiretaps, uh, perhaps illegal payments, and uh, what well, we know of some payments, and... Uh, We'll see how that affects these teams going into uh, the NCAA tournament. Also, we talk about uh, sexual harassment allegations against the Dallas Mavericks, uh, Mark Cuban. Uh, What is the implications for him? Uh, You guys have talked about running for president, says he didn't know about uh, the culture that was going on in his office, or at least about those incidences. And then also, we celebrate the curling team. The U.S. men's curling team wins gold in this year's winter olympics all that and more on this episode of ross and nez the live stream experience enjoy joining me as always of course is the professor professor nez and you can find out more about us at rossandnez.com you can subscribe to our podcast you can uh, subscribe to our youtube channel just subscribe 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 we've got all the different places you can get our Our good stuff, our shows, and everything else on the front of our webpage, rossandnez.com. We're going to talk some sports today, Nez. Uh, We're going to switch up things a little bit, a little different topic than we've done before. Of course, it's both business-related. It's also uh, things that are in the news, and and I'm looking forward to that. Um, But how have you been? It's been quite a while since we've been live. I have been pining. I have been depressed.
1: <laughs> I have been severely sad. I've been scaling the walls. Where is my partner in crime, Ross Brand? No, actually, I didn't miss you one bit. No, um, I didn't think <laughs> you would.
0: <laughs> uh, you I'm, know, I'm really is... not that nice. I mean, who that wants to spend time with me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: I actually was a nice breather from you, to be honest. Yeah. It was like, wow, I don't have to deal with that Ross schmuck anymore. No. um... <laughs> I absolutely love you. And, and boy, does that come off sincere. That, um, no, yes. <laughs> back at you, buddy. Back at you, buddy. <laughs> Cheers. I'm, sure, Cheers. I'm sure you feel the same way. <laughs> no, I'm super, super excited to talk about this. Uh, you know, we here at Ross and Nez, I know you feel the same way, Ross. We absolutely love, you know, what we do. We absolutely love this medium we love our craft and we love to bring some value hopefully and comment on a wide range of things and this to me is just fantastic news and it's something I feel we need to talk about and yeah man I missed you I'm so excited to get in here Nazim's already in the house good to see you hey Nazeem. and what about the Mets screw the Mets no I'm kidding
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baseball season is
1: coming up but we uh, are gonna have some stuff to talk about with baseball I know absolutely, that Absolutely, absolutely but yeah, I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. And as always, my partner in crime. You know what? I, I went on an Instagram post to promote this. You did, and I think I've changed your moniker from the mayor to the doctor. What do you think about that?
0: The doctor uh, of live streaming, the surgeon of live streaming. I heal with my voice over the.
1: Well, over I mean, you've got too many skeletons in your closet <laughs> to be the mayor. You would never, you'd never get elected. But I
0: think, oh, you never know. You never know. <laughs> I mean hey come on you, you've seen the election i mean you know <laughs> that's true hey, yeah that's true hey, that's 535 scoundrels in the in the congress
1: <laughs> so i call you the doctor now i think i'm going to call you the, the doctor. doctor of live streaming i like that the doctor, doctor live and live streaming because think about it the doctor and the professor i like that it sounds good yeah
0: you could be we'll doctor, see what the professor, audience... Right, a lot of professors yeah. go by doctor Hello, Yeah, Dr. yeah but not uh, not
1: not me. They just they, they they'll they'll never call me doctor for good reason. <laughs> yeah. uh, but let's see what our audience thinks. You know, do you like the new moniker I'm giving, Ross? You're listening to this on Alexa podcast, YouTube or Facebook Live. Let us know, because I think that that could stick. We'll let our audience know. And so, uh, yeah, I'm I'm super excited to talk about this, brother.
0: Yeah. Nazim mentions the new mic. What do you think? Can you tell? You no, know, I noticed. I noticed the new mic, and I know that you
1: went uh, a little uh, early Christmas shopping for yourself. Yes, yes. How, uh, came how noble! Very early.
0: <laughs> yeah, how noble
1: of you. When you're married with kids, you don't basically shop for yourself. Either I'm, ser- I'm wearing the same clothes since 1979, pretty much. You are, um, but
0: but you picked a good set, and so that works for you. <laughs> I mean, yes. the best you can do with what God gave you. But you know, you're doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. Oh, the
1: days of being single when you actually cared about yourself Yeah, <laughs> uh, when you pretty much ma- now it's 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 amazing, Ross, to me, because you never really appreciate. I never understood why my dad was such a schlub and he didn't really care about what he looked like, you know, when, when we were kids mm-hmm. and he never had any friends and he never hung out with anybody. He just worked all the time. I finally get that. I mean, I finally do. Being a dad. You literally, your life is all about your kids and your wife and your family. I mean, you don't have any friends anymore. It's done. So well, really maybe, maybe marriage. my messages, you're maybe really my messages don't get, don't get married.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're really selling the marriage and children thing to me. <laughs> I mean, so just, as, just as, my male biological clock is starting yeah. to tick on that stuff, yeah. you're really just selling you're it to me. Yeah, just kill it, kill the clock, just, just step just, on that, just clock. run it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just step
1: on that clock, crush it with a polo mallet. Um no, but I like that's your mic like it what might do you, hurt. Yeah, maybe. What do you think of your mic? I think it sounds good. We can let the audience tell us what do they think.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, it's hard for me to tell because I'm not turned up all that loud in my headphones. Because if I do that, then I hear you too. And that's we we that, that's not the way I want to go. That's with not this. Im- like,
1: That's not immutable. What but, do you think uh, of uh, what made you decide to go with this one rather than the... Uh, was it between the Shure and the Hile? Is that what it was?
0: It was between the Shure and the RE20 from Electrovoice. And then I oh, tested cool. the Hile cool. as well. Um, cool. All three are great mics. Um, the RE20 is an awesome, awesome mic. The Hile was good too. I just think that this um, picks up the, the lower range really clearly. It doesn't get muddy. Yeah. So, you know, right. you can... You can do like uh, this is Barry White for Ross and Ness. Hey,
1: hey, yeah. hold up, watch out! Ross Man and Cousin Ness <laughs> invite
0: you to uh, come on down for the show. Oh, <laughs> you know, you would be a great
1: porno DJ with that voice. That would be something. Not that I know,
0: <laughs> not that I know what those DJs sound like.
1: Right, right, right.
0: No, I'm sorry. I meant strip club DJ. I've always figured, at least back when I worked in radio, I kind of figured being a DJ in like a strip club or something was kind of like the low end. You you missed your calling. You missed your calling. (laughs) Hey, coming out now is... (laughs)
1: here's Bambi. (laughs) I mean, I've never been to a strip club because I don't engage in that kind of, Uh, I haven't either,
0: but I've seen them in movies and that's how I know. That's exactly what I meant. That's exactly what I meant. Yeah. So speaking of strip clubs, why don't we (laughs) make a transition to the FBI is investigating, uh, different NCAA programs. They've been, uh, wiretapping hours and hours of conversations and they've got, uh, you know, payments going to players and uh, illegal meetings with agents, at least as far as maintaining your mat- your your amateur status. And it's got a lot of the big programs drawn in. And, uh, wow, a lot of these coaches who've won national championships and are Hall of Fame caliber coaches are now sort of sitting on the edge of their seat wondering what's the next shoe that's going to drop.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, this is this is just you know to me and those of you who don't know and maybe possibly are not really privy to what's going on here, the NCAA is the entity that basically governs right. I mean, college sports, and you know, it's called the National. Well, how do? What's the entire? I don't even know. National National Collegiate uh, Athletic Association. Athletic Association. So basically, this is an entity. I mean that makes billions of dollars, not, not just millions, we're talking billions of dollars a year. Okay. Selling TV rights, merchandising, you know, uh, 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 getting, getting all of the, basically all of the benefits, right. From these college athletes or student athletes, right, right. Who are, who are basically getting nothing now. Now when I say nothing, at least monetarily, there is the there is the side that you know or the argument that well they're getting an amazing education a lot of these amazing athletes you know let's be completely upfront they don't come from you know maybe the best of means and the best of you know uh uh the 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 most uh, allocated financially right so or or well off shall we say, and so they're getting scholarships they're getting a great education. But, you know, I mean, this is a business, right? This is a business, the bottom line. And there's been a lot of controversy over the NCAA because they're making billions. Coaches are making millions. Athletic departments are making millions. And, you know, these students who are, let's let's be honest, this is my opinion, I think they're risking a lot, you know, because let's face it, a lot of these athletes, especially the top athletes and these athletes who are getting paid, they wouldn't pay these guys if they weren't worth something. They want to go into the... they want to go into the pros, right? They want to make this into a career, and why let me, not?
0: Let me tell you a little secret, having covered college sports on a variety of different levels. The guys at the schools you've never heard of yeah, think that they were just overlooked by the scouts at the big schools and the recruiters. They all are thinking – the guy at the Ivy League school is thinking, hey, if I just get my jump shot a little better or I grow a few more inches between freshman and sophomore year or whatever – you know, and I keep working at it and you know, they just get me the ball a little more, or you know, I, I increase my 40 time just a little bit. You'd be surprised. I mean, they all are thinking, let's see where this college thing goes, right? Now they're yeah. more realistic as you go to smaller schools and division three, those guys have no illusions. But I'm telling you, across division one from you know, Duke and Kentucky down to Columbia and Cornell or whatever. The guys going there were all superstars in high school. they were all all county or all state or whatever, and you know the guys going to like the Ivy League schools or you know um, other small schools they're a couple inches shorter, they're maybe a step slower or whatever. They're still really good talented basketball players, and they're all keep trying to keep that dream alive too right. um, but going back to what you said before. Isn't it just the greatest business model ever? Oh, my God. I, you don't I have mean, to pay your
1: employees. You don't have to pay your employees.
0: You keep all the money, and the talent yeah. doesn't get any.
1: The talent doesn't get any. It's, it's, like, it's, like, unbelievable. It's, like, you've got this operations manager. You've got this all-star CEO, and you don't have to pay them a
0: dime, right, running your company. And, um, and you can sell jerseys in your, in your bookstore, your campus bookstore, right. with their right. name and number on it. Um, you can sell tickets to events. You can raise money from alumni. You can do all kinds of things, season tickets, travel packages, the whole thing. You can, you can get all the TV money. And then the head coach, the head coach is not only typically the highest paid state employee, if it's a state school in the state, right? More than the governor, more than anyone. Um, but that guy can go on behalf of the college and negotiate a deal with a shoe company and then keep the millions that come from that. In addition to what they make from their salary. And then they get a radio show and they get money for doing that. And they get, you know, there's a lot of perks to being a coach. Now it's a stressful job and you've got to recruit and, you know, you have a short lifespan usually, unless you're really successful, but nonetheless, um, the coaches, the head coaches, in particular, and uh, the universities and particularly the athletic departments, which are almost like a business within the university, are are making out incredible. And athletes are coming, and like you said, they're risking it because those who could who who have the talent to be potentially professional basketball players, an injury uh, could end their career, right? So they're basically playing for nothing. To pass the time in that first year, right? Yeah. The guys who who otherwise it's almost like
1: purgatory, isn't it? Right. It's like that one year is purgatory. You gotta just kind of sort of uh you know hope that everything you're just kind of waiting it out. Because right. I don't correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of these athletes, you know. And Nazim says, you know, who made you the expert, Naz? Nobody. I'm definitely not an expert. But this is something that I see, and this is what I observe, and I'm a human being, and we can talk about this. And I know you're slightly joking because you know I'm an expert on all things. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I don't know anything about this. I don't know anything about the back end. I don't think anybody does, and that's the point. I mean, the FBI, the FBI investigating these student-athletes, is this how we want our taxpayer, our tax dollars being spent? I mean, is this intelligent allocation of resources? We've got so many problems in this country right now. We've got so many issues in this country right now. And the FBI is going after student athletes, getting some money to, you know, play to, to bring with where the return on investment, you know, a little bit of money to these athletes where the 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 entities that govern them are making not millions with an M, but billions. Is this really worth our tax resources? I, I, I don't know. It just seems kind of ridiculous to me. But but you know when I put myself in the shoes of these athletes and Ross, you obviously know a lot more about this. Correct me if I'm wrong. You know, these, I know a lot
0: more about everything. But well, so- I mean that's true. That's actually true.
1: Sadly, <laughs> but uh, you know, you know, <laughs> but you and I'm know, humble too. Well, oh, that's for sure. I mean, can you be a little more modest? That'd be great. Yes. If, uh, if I wasn't
0: know, so but, humble, I I might tell you how wonderful I am. But I'm I'm yeah, too humble yeah, to do that.
1: We'll, we'll get to that segment. Let's proceed we'll get to First,
0: the- Please, please make your point already.
1: We'll get to that segment. Never. (laughs) Um, You know, I'm thinking college degree. Okay. Yeah. College degree is fantastic. But I'm thinking to myself, if I'm these student athletes, it's about the dollars. It's about the dollars. And it's about getting my family out of a situation. It's about what everybody thinks about security, especially financial security, I mean, let's stop beating around the bush. This is the number one concern of everybody in the professional world. I mean, we can say that going to school is going to change you, enliven you, and broaden your horizons, but really what we want is we want to be able to raise our families. We want to be able to not worry about if God forbid if a medical emergency happens. And that's what everybody thinks about. So what's what makes this any different? And and why is this? Why is this such a big deal? I want to hear in the comments, too. What do you guys think? But, Ross, I mean, you know, the FBI investigating this, is it—is it worth it?
0: Yeah. See, what I'm, I'm not so sure about, and I, I mean, there are some things that are illegal that may be going on. But in general, I mean, I think they're violating the rules of the NCAA. That's not the same as violating the laws of the United States, is it? Exactly. I mean, do we have laws on the books and regulation? Uh, from the federal government about how colleges and athletes are supposed to handle their business, or is this something, right. you know, I, I didn't think the the FBI's job was to enforce the rules that the arbitrary you know that are arbitrarily made up by the NCAA in order to uh right. be yeah. able to take all the money that's being produced by the talent and, and people say well it'll mess up the college you know but you know nobody's paying millions of dollars to watch the tuba player you know what i mean nobody's paying <laughs> millions of dollars you know for tv rights and and filling 20,000 seat arenas um in order to see the school play and things like that so Really, you'd be surprised. Is- you'd be surprised. There are some tuba players out there that can really, really make it
1: sing, brother.
0: <laughs> I, I know you were incredible when you were in the band, and you would do yes. your dance moves and everything else. But in yes. general, aside I from Nez, the- <laughs> Nez is
1: I, was, I was the only one where they
0: came for the band. I was the trapeze artist in the band,
1: and <laughs> with my with my highly athletic skills and my flexibility, I was able to create magic on that floor
0: right right i mean there were definitely in those reports things going on that can't possibly be legal like uh well why not say i mean louisville apparently was hiring prostitutes and strippers to entertain the recruits to convince them that going to louisville was a good place or to you know keep players did you interested ever see that movie ross did you ever see that movie blue chips with shack which is Anthony by the Hall. way how we get our guests on on the show uh, <laughs> we didn't have any spare ca- cash today, yes. so it's going to be the two yes. of us. But- this is a, this <laughs> isn't your ordinary show. This what is do you your get ordinary- for you get- coming on. Well, you get a lap <laughs> <Yeah>. dance. And- <laughs> you get a front row seat to Ross's audition at the strip club. For you me. know what? Before we go into blue chips, I just want to say that, like, think about this, right? These universities, which are supposed to be the places where, you know, people are doing research. Maybe they're trying to come up with a cure for cancer or this or that. And the most important thing that they're spending money on in their recruitment of students is to get some 18 year old who needs four months of playing college basketball so he can go to the NBA. I mean, think about, you know, even going into the worst areas, right? The most dangerous areas with the worst high schools. What if we went, we spent a tenth of that amount of money? And and tried to find kids who were geniuses in those areas who weren't getting opportunities because they weren't going to a good school because they had other stresses um, or just, you know, putting that money into other things. And I mean, I love college basketball. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to be watching when when the games are on. No question about it. But the system is is so flawed. I I, I don't even know where you'd begin to make it better. (sighs) And here's what I don't understand.
1: And, and, and here's what I don't understand. And I want to hear from you guys in the in the chat too. Like, like why would you incorporate... I love what you said about the distinction of the federal law versus the, some arbitrary law by the NCAA. Why would you incorporate a rule? You're doing fantastic. <clears throat> You're making your money tenfold, a hundredfold. Why would you incorporate a rule which would not only sully your organization and make your organization look bad... But would actually, you know, bring the wrong kind of attention to the entire sort of medium, right, of college sports. Why would you what what is the incentive? Is it just because you want all the money? I mean, to me, this is like corporate greed uh, on a whole nother level. Am
0: I wrong about that, Ross? Well, they're selling a fantasy, right? Because if you notice after every college basketball game, uh, you know, they'll have a press conference by the coaches and then they'll say, and now we're going to bring in the student athletes. All right. the, you know. So the that there's the fiction. I, I'm not saying that all these. A lot of guys are good students. A lot of guys aren't actually from. You know, in need of financially, course. and no, I mean, of course, certainly the first group of of players. But think right. about it. even you're, you're a kid who's from an upper middle class family, right? Yeah. If he has a chance to get a first round lottery pick nba contract and then you know in three years four years he becomes a free agent and then can sign 100 200 million you know his dad and mom who may be lawyers and doctors are never going to see that kind of money no matter how good their practices are right so yeah i mean you're talking about a, a, an amount of money that that like you just don't get in almost any other field and it's guaranteed money so it's
1: unbelievable
0: um and and the ability for schools, the pressure on coaches to win, and the ability for these players. I mean, there's only five guys on a court. The difference that one great player can make to a program. Oh my god, um, it's millions, billions, yeah, millions, and, right? You know, I I I was listening to a show locally and and the host said something like, even Duke had to go and do the one and done, you know, that's where they talk about a guy who comes for basically play play the season then stops going to class and declares eligible for the NBA draft. It's just a formality. Forced Duke. I mean, I know Coach K is supposed to be this, like, saintly figure. It's just about a leader of men and whatever. And if you ever sat quite courtside when he's coaching a game, it's just a slew of bleep, 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 bleep.
1: (laughs) Is it really? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Timeout, timeout. Yeah, so that's interesting because – Again, is this is the hypocrisy of this, right? The hypocrisy of, you know, and this relates to, you know, a lot of the things that we talk about, right? About engaging your audience, about building your and growing your business and how transparency is everything. Yeah. He's always been this sort of golden boy. He's always been this like angel you don't touch. But you're telling me you've been to Duke games. T- talk about that a little bit. And and it's just yeah, I actually, one after the other.
0: I actually covered the ACC for a year. And awesome. um yeah, I, I was in press conferences with him. He's a he's an SOB. You, you don't want to mess wow. with that guy. I wow. thought he was like Mr. Super Nice Guy before that. He he goes in the press conference like back, oh uh, Christian Leitner, he was terrific. And Bobby, he really passed the ball. And Grant, he had a few good <laughs> dunks, and our defense was really good. And I just love these kids. And then you go in the sidelines it's like bleep, 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 bleep. Wow. Like, oh, yes, an, an educator. As yeah. they like. <laughs> what a leader! What a leader of men! I I can't see Coach
1: Wooden doing that. If I I, I feel like that would break my heart because he's always somebody I've looked up to. But yeah, I remember being a kid or young. Let's maybe not a. Kid but how did kid,
0: he get know. all those great players The UCLA? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I mean, There's, is this you a, know. this case? Is this a case
1: where this is just this is just you're uncovering something that's been there forever since the beginning or? Is this anything new? Because when I mentioned the blue chips thing, and I love your Coach K story, that's interesting to me. When I mentioned that blue chips movie, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, there was this movie that came out in 95 or 90, I can't remember. And it was basically exactly, you know, parallel to this story where she, this is when Shaquille O'Neal just came on the scene and Anthony Hardaway, right. which he knows about. And uh, I can't remember that dude from Indiana, but he was a top college player. And even Bobby Hurley was in that movie too. If yeah, you remember. I remember, yeah, and 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 Bobby Knight, you know, was in the and, and it was basically all about what? How do you get the top players to come play at your organization? And it was all about you know corruption in the NCAA and how these players got paid and how yada yada yada. I mean, this is is this anything new? And 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 by the way, is are people like enraged by this? I mean, what? What what is this something that where people well I, what are what are people going to do now they're going to be like well I'm not going to watch college sports now or what's the what's the result of this what's the end is this just about you know is this just about this some kind of false sense of integrity or dignity I mean what is the outcome that they want what's their objective
0: well not every program is cheating right I mean every program probably, that's why they're not in the final four No, well yeah. It, <laughs> It could be. But every program, if you put everything under a microscope all the time, yeah. you're going to find something that's a violation. I mean, if a kid goes to uh, a cousin's house and the cousin right. gives them a gift or something, they got to figure out, is it a, too much money? Is it a payoff? Exactly. You know, I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. I remember um, once a player left college early and then he came back from the NBA and gave his former teammates like some hats with the logo of the pro team that he played for. And that was considered like taking a gift from somebody at a higher level of basketball. Oh, like, insane, right? Like they break. can't even like a kid's grandparent passes away and they, the school who's making millions of dollars can't even like buy the kid a plane ticket to fly back and attend the funeral or something. I mean, right. the rules are that strict. But uh, what I'm saying is there's different degrees of what goes on, and, and some programs are very clean or try and keep it that way, do their yeah. best, Um, don't necessarily have to have the best players. They recruit good players or really good players, and they coach them up to the next level and whatever. And um obviously, if the rules are such that you can't be paying players and you can't be recruiting outside of certain boundaries and whatever, then it's necessary to kind of rein in those; otherwise, it's an unfair playing field. I mean, I mean, you know, if somebody's going to show up. The with old Alexis, joke is, you know, if you're not cheating, you're not trying in college sports. That's yeah. actually really
1: interesting. I mean, if somebody shows up at my house and says, you know, here's Alexis, here's a bag of fifty thousand dollars cash, and this is just a little gift from us to you, you know, don't know strings attached or anything. Well, obviously the first thing I'm going to do is think, well, there's got to be strings attached, right? And I'm going to try to figure out what's going on, but God, to, I mean, me being a, being a, I'm not going to say my exact age. Well, actually, I don't care 41, but me, me being that, that type of adult, I, I would look at things a little bit more carefully and understand that there's something going on here. That's nobody just hands you Alexa's, you know, in $50,000 cash An 18 year old, a 19 year old, right who's, you know, maybe not even, never even seen a Lexus or never even, never in their lives have ever seen more than, you know, a, a couple hundred dollars. Wow. I mean, can you imagine, put yourself in their shoes. Can you imagine that money could get, you know, my, my mom a house. I could, I could pay the bills. I can get us out of debt. I could sell the Lexus and, you know, put that towards a down payment to a new, you know what I mean? Like I can't even imagine, you know, I mean, these, these agencies. You know they're smart. Actually, right. I mean they're actually really smart. I mean they 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 understand. Think of the business model, right? They understand their audience. They know their pain points, <laughs> right. and they're providing them value. Isn't that the whole sort of uh, uh, thing? And I just I just don't I don't care. I don't know how many I don't know how many people in America. I mean, are people really fooled by this? Are people really is this news? I don't. I, see I
0: think th- people know it goes on. They want to believe that their their program is holier than thou and the other yeah. programs, you know, that's what the rival down the road does. They cheat. Now uh-huh. I haven't to I happen to root for a team that doesn't cheat, but all the other ones do. And Virginia? <laughs> yeah, no, they they do it right. And they you know they were mentioned in that uh in that report because right uh Malcolm Brogdon who was uh if there really was a student athlete anywhere in in the ncaa he was a student athlete he graduated in like less than 4 years was in grad school uh during his his fifth year because he missed a year to injury um great grades all that stuff right his mom had apparently they're saying that she had a meal uh a $64 meal with oh, an agent in March, which is when basketball season ends of his fifth year, a guy who had graduated and was going to graduate from graduate school soon in his fifth year, yeah, I mean she didn't need the money his parents are are professionals they didn't need the they didn't need the money I mean in fact I, there's some thought that she wasn't even there and that the agent just wanted to expense uh, <laughs> some extra some extra food, some extra stuff um or Tell the agency, hey, I met with the mom of this guy. But even if it's true, I mean, I, I don't know how you you're, you're looking at that and you're putting that in the same league as paying players, buying them houses, buying their parents things. You know, I mean, that's, you know, OK, even if it did happen, it's hardly uh hardly a crime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's actually not a crime. Right. Again, as we said at the top of the hour. This is just some random arbitrary law that the NCAA, which I just think it's just, I mean, there's gotta be some smart people over there that understand that if this gets out, that we're not I mean, people understand that I mean all their information is public, right? Is there is there sort of revenue and their and their business model is that all
0: that's all public record is it i not would public? assume it is for state schools right because unless the oh maybe not private school departments are like a is incorporated separately within the university Who, right but i would assume for a state school everybody's salary is public everybody's uh the budget is pu- I, I would assume right uh, yeah i mean i would too and also so so this this just to me
1: is like bad pr it's just bad business it's just it's a it's a i mean it's a complete oversight i think by the, by this entity this organization and i think that this just does nothing but make them look bad because they're making it is like like i love what you said earlier you said what a business model <laughs> you you don't have to pay the talent you just you just sit back you know sell right. sell sell your product and talk about passive income <laughs> right yeah right You don't have to do anything. You know what I mean? Like that's that's really interesting to me. That's super interesting.
0: Yeah. Let's uh, move on. Talk about uh, this. This uh, situation with Mark Cuban, who's always kind of had a good reputation as far as being a good guy or at least tried to portray himself that way. He's always been uh, very involved with his Dallas Mavericks, uh, a little over the top, uh, sitting by the court side and yelling at the refs and uh all that kind yeah. of stuff but nobody ever doubted that he loved this organization and the people that worked there and all that kind of thing right and so i i was really shocked to hear that um there have been some incidents of sexual harassment and even uh you know domestic violence and stuff like that and he kept the people who were involved in it now he claims that you know that was handled by the HR person. He never knew about it. He fired the HR person. Um, he fired one guy. Was a reporter, basically an in-house reporter who wrote articles and covered the, the the team from from the the team's perspective. Right. Right. He had he had a one domestic violence incident. Got they kept him, and then he was dating a fellow employee. And had another domestic of violence incident with her and somehow remained on the team's uh, payroll up until this news broke. And right. then the other person was the CEO of the team who, like yeah. women who worked for the team, couldn't go into a meeting with him without, you know, having your defense. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, and isn't this just indicative of what's been happening? I mean, it seems like every single day now, a new sexual harassment case is coming out. And, you know, obviously if there, if there's legitimacy there, it should be, you know, taken care of strictly and expeditiously, and there should be zero tolerance of that. And I think even Adam, is it Adam Silver, the NBA, uh, the commissioner of the NBA, you know, he's kind of instituting like, I just I just heard this and I'm looking it up right now, a hotline. <laughs> so there's a hotline. That's their response to this, where you can actually call in and report or remain anonymous or what have you. Which, Hello, you know,
0: the CEO's got his hand on my leg. Hello. Yeah, I mean,
1: I don't That's kind of that's a little bit strange to me. I, I mean, isn't but,
0: that what your H.R. is for? And isn't that why companies yeah. have open door policies with their H.R. department yeah. and some even with your your manager, the, the, the executives. I mean, that's, that's why they're they're Each company is supposed to have a variety of channels and I'm sure the Mavericks probably had channels for bringing those things up. They, I don't know what happened there. Um, yeah. But I mean, the Cuban's the one who's going to have the biggest fallout. I mean, this guy was talking about running for president. Um, yeah. You know, he's on Shark tank and um, I'm not saying that he's going to lose all of that, but I, uh, I think, Running for president is probably uh, kind of gone by the wayside now. I mean, how how can this not? How could he not know? How could a guy who sits at courtside like that's the problem for being a, a visibly over-involved owner? How do you then say you didn't know what was going on in your front office with your? I seat actually, though? you know
1: what's interesting? You know what's interesting? I actually believe him, and I'll tell you why. And wow. I and I'm not saying it's okay. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like this is a perfect case. I think Mark Cuban is a perfect case of spreading yourself too thin. The guy's on Shark Tank. The guy runs multiple, multiple million-dollar, billion-dollar businesses. Mm. He's all over. He's doing interviews all over the place. He's the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, I've got just a small online business, and I feel like I barely have enough time to, you know, go to the bathroom. I can't imagine. These guys, you know, like, you know, you see, we talk about Gary sometimes, these guys who are like, get their hands in every single thing. There's just not enough time in the day. I actually, I actually, and this is not excusing his behavior. I bet, I bet, and even though he's highly involved in the organization, I bet he, I bet he really, he probably heard heard murmurings or he probably, he probably figured, look, I've got a good management team in place Mm -hmm. and we'll take care of this. But I bet you he really didn't know the, the the full breadth of it. And again, this is not excusing it because I just feel like this guy's all over the place. I mean, yeah, now he's he's always getting in these tweet battles with Trump and you know who's the bigger billionaire, which is just a world where you and I and ninety nine percent of the world doesn't even know what's. good. I mean, we have no talk yeah, about. We're, we're not throwing our
0: hat into the ring on that. that no, yeah. I
1: mean it's just like give me a break. Who's got more <laughs> billions in the bank? I mean, is that your real? Is that your real issue? And I actually think it's funny because my wife and I watch Shark Tank sometimes because I mm-hmm. actually tell my students this too. This is a great show to watch to learn how to pitch and learn how to present right. yourself and communicate. And some of the people that come on that show, you just got to go, how in the world have you ever made a dollar in your life <laughs> with the way that you communicate? But I, it's so funny because I always tell my wife, I go, if they get a deal with Mark, if I, if I went mm-hmm. on Shark Tank, I'd say the one Shark Tank that I would be praying to get a deal with is Mark, because I just feel this dude knows business. He is, a, he is the Michael Jordan of business. I think he right. is a gung ho, you know, savvy, you know, surgeon of business. And I feel like everything that guy touches just turns to gold. Um, uh, you know, so, so it kind of, I kind of felt like, oh man, this guy's, yeah, he's going to have a lot of problems with this, but then again, but then again, and I'd love to hear your comments in the chat. I'd love to see what you guys are saying, but then again, Living in the Trump era, right, Ross, living in Mm -hmm. the Trump era, you know, uh, this guy can, this guy's opened up a whole new sort of, you know, this guy's opened up a whole new Pandora's box where, where it's almost like, you know, you know, you can get away with a lot more than you could before the Trump era. I feel like, well, Uh, I, I what, mean, I. But you look wrong? at
0: you look at all these scandals in corporations and in the media. I mean, the Me Too movement. It's like another. It was like another media personality or executive. Uh, a day it was like, who did they get today? Right. Right. I mean, think about all the people now. Um, it's a little tougher with an elected official. It's a little tougher with an elected official who either. Uh, relationships were consensual or uh, people were paid off or whatever, whatever happened. But I think it's a it's a little bit different. I mean, if 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 we found out that people were getting sexually harassed in the White House, I think things would go really, really different. But I mean, who knows? Right. I mean, Trump's been bulletproof on that kind of stuff. I mean, whatever drops, he bounces back.
1: I mean, he is totally immune. I mean, when I when the whole Billy Bush, Billy Bush, (laughs) when the whole Billy Bush thing came out right before he got elected. Right. I was like, this is it. He's done. He's finished. I mean, this right here, he's going to lose, you know, the one thing that, you know, was going to take Hillary to the top was solidifying the, you know, white female demographic. Well, right. That didn't hurt him either. This guy's I mean, this guy seemed to be. Completely bulletproof, and I and I and I, you can't help but think that the ramifications of that are going to spread across the country, or at least the reverberations, and kind of eke into these different industries, or eke into at least of the psyche, the consciousness. Of
0: What's different- really remarkable is um, usually people like are sort of indifferent, and you know maybe they like one candidate, and they all right, I'm not a huge fan of the other person. Like he's got a portion of the country that despises him. Yes. And yet he's been bulletproof on scandal and th- like it's like ah eh, whatever it happened. Yeah. something maybe happened I don't know yeah yeah nothing exactly. happened nothing happened whatever
1: uh- <laughs> I mean you're right you're absolutely right it's it, it almost seems like he's got this you know unbelievable invisible cloak that nobody can penetrate. Whereas look at Wynn, like, right? The guy, the mogul in Vegas, right. not only did he get ousted, but he didn't even get any severance. Not that he needs it, but, <laughs> right, right. you know, it's like, oh my God, I'm not going to get my 300 million. Hey, uh, hey dear, we're really going to have to move out of our penthouse now because, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't get my severance. No, that guy's got billions. But, uh, you know, with Cuban, I, I almost feel like with this case, and I'm looking at an interview with Dirk Nowinski and Dirk Nowinski saying, you know, um I'm absolutely disgusted with this, completely disappointing. It's heartbreaking. Um, you know, I love
0: the guy who walks behind them and puts something on his head in that interview. Did you oh, see yeah. that? I did I I, <laughs> I didn't did know if that, that was a hat or he was balancing yeah. a big jacket on his head. That was yeah, I, that was the most interesting part of the interview. I was like, that's I was riveted. Yeah, I have no <laughs> idea. And if you don't know
1: what we're talking about, there's an interview with Dirk Nowinski, one of the players, and there's was it another player, Ross? Somebody yeah, in the background. it was a
0: player. And Shoot, he's I walking wish I had in the background and hand. it looked like he
1: put a duvet on his head or something. I don't know what that
0: was. But, <laughs> that was uh, the most interesting thing to come out of this. That was the most interesting
1: thing. But I mean, one former organization employee, I'm reading this, it was a real, real life animal house. So if you never saw wow. it, some of you might be too young for that. But that's a movie where, you know, it's a, it's basically just f- it's, it's a college frat, you know, extravaganza. And you, right. can, you can kind of imagine what that entails. A whole bunch of debauchery. Um, so so I like that word, debauchery. I always like That's that word. One. That's yeah. a good one. That's a good one. It sounds good, doesn't it? Debauchery. Yeah. But oh, you know, I, I wish
0: I had that video handy. I would pop it into... Uh... You know, be live so now. Be live gives, gives us right out loud. Do something. I know, know, I know, I know. Shame <laughs> on me. But uh, be Honestly, be live has four up. seats now, right? So you can yeah. you can bring in like a video or a video and a picture or whatever. You can bring a lot of stuff in, and uh, we should definitely do that to play some video clips when we're when we're talking about stuff. I would I would a hundred percent agree. I thought
1: you were on top of it. I guess not. Yeah, no,
0: no, I don't pay attention. <laughs>
1: Well, just to wrap up, just to wrap up, I want I, I can't wait to get to the curling story. Oh yeah, you—you you know me. That's, I, your, got, that's your area. I mean, that's my—that's. Don't even get me started on curling. I turn into a complete fanatic when it comes to curling. <laughs> but I mean, let me let me just wrap this up. I don't think I'm going to go out on a limb here. I don't think this is going to affect Cuban's businesses. I don't think this is going to affect his standing if he does decide one day to run. I think right. this is this makes him look really really bad. I think this this is going to be a little blemish, but I think he's going to be totally fine. And, you know, uh, it looks like they're taking care of it. It's absolutely atrocious that it took place for so long. Uh, but but I'm glad that they're finally getting that figured out because I have a daughter and I think all these things coming out, Right. I think it's about time that, you know, the corporate culture or the sort of power culture understood that, yeah, man, you can't just... You can't be a jerk, okay? You can't be a jerk anymore, all right? You may think that you've got this power, you may think that you've got this status, but that doesn't give you the right you know to really you don't you don't you don't circumvent the law. you're not immune, right? So, so when are so you going to
0: change your behavior there this
1: <laughs> uh I'm seeking shock treatment as yeah. we speak uh, Doctor, Shocked can you up the voltage up yeah. the voltage doc <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right, let's move on to the feel good story of the century. The United States wins its first ever gold medal, the U.S. men's curling team. Congratulations to them. And what a story. I was uh, messaging back and forth with Chris Strub, who follows it a lot closer than I do. And he was telling me that, the, uh, that one of the guys who won the gold um, really kind of choked in, in some past performances. And they right. actually came up with a system where they had other people form teams to try and keep him off the team. And his team ended up winning uh, in order to qualify for the Olympics. And he said the other guys on the team were rejects, too. So not only did he qualify again, but after winning a bronze and then going to where I guess he kind of screwed things up or whatever, uh, this guy Schuster ends up being like, uh, you know, the star of the Olympics for the U.S. team and. Uh they take the gold and I know you're big with the brush when you're when you're out there curling. You're, you're one of the great brushers of all time. Well it's actually on my
1: resume. It's, I think know, it's a I
0: sweeper sure. is what they call it, but
1: you know. yeah, sweeping, brushing. They're they're all interrelated. And uh, if I think sweeping skills are really I mean most CEOs. If you really ask them honestly, their sweeping skills have really come in handy in running corporations and running businesses. So uh, all you kids out there, get out of broom and start sweeping immediately. I, I don't even understand how the sweeping helps direct the... <laughs> it's, it's a science. It's a science, okay? Do not defame curling, all right, Ross? It's a science. It's a way of understanding the path and the... Traje- no, I don't know what the hell I'm saying. I don't know what saying. <laughs> I I think I think what's interesting is, is that there's this I don't know. Did you hear this little twist to the story when they won the gold medal when they actually had the ceremony? Did you hear about this? They actually got the wrong medal. Did you hear this, Ross? No. So (laughs) they actually got the girl, the women's, the women's gold instead of the men's gold. And they didn't notice it right away. But I think a few players did <laughs> they didn't notice the female
0: on the uh, yeah,
1: I, I, well, I mean, can you imagine I mean they're they're singing the the national anthem of the greatest country on yeah. earth is playing, and you win the gold for your beautiful country the u s of a and then next thing you're you know, probably not reading the fine print on it, right you're probably not reading the fine print you're just you're just overwhelmed, you know you're just <laughs> you're, you're, you're posing
0: you're, with this medal that's a u s women's champion. yeah
1: yeah exactly so so. Uh, that was a real kind of interesting twist, but yeah, I, I think this is really cool, especially the story mentioning the player, uh, you know, and what a great comeback story. This is what's cool about sports. Mm -hmm. This is what's cool about the Olympics is it always seems like, you know, whenever you, whenever you inject human beings into some type of activity, there's unrelenting drama following. And isn't that what makes it exciting? It's so, it's so cool. Uh, we love the drama. The drama kind of keeps us riveted. <laughs> it's kind of like the drama inside Ross's head. It's kind of yeah. like a
0: bad Stephen King novel. And, and, you know, speaking of that drama, we both have to get back to the drama of our regular working lives. So <laughs> we do need to wrap things up. Uh, yes. This was a great conversation. Nez. Um, it's always great to chat with you. Look forward to maybe going live again this week. Uh, we're also going to record some uh, podcast interviews for, for episodes and, oh. uh, A lot of stuff going on. You can find us. Don't forget
1: to subscribe. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to share. Sharing is caring. Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to Alexa. Get on our YouTube channel. We are
0: everywhere. And that wraps up this episode of Ross and Nez, the live stream experience. Thanks so much for joining us for episode 21. You can get all the episodes by subscribing to our podcast podcast at rossandnez.com. Also, if you want to subscribe right through iTunes, go to rossandnez.com slash iTunes. We also put most of our shows on YouTube. You can find it there, rossandnez.com slash YouTube. Have a great week, everybody. We will see you once again on the Ross and Nez podcast. Take care.